Hey guys, this is the trailer for what I can only imagine will be your new favourite podcast. It's called Disproportionate, and you should join me every Wednesday where we'll be taking a look at the small things that have been annoying you guys and myself disproportionately over the last seven days. Maybe all of the filling fell out of your sandwich at that moment of impact. Maybe the way that guide on your guided meditation keeps saying the word comfortable made you smash your phone. Whatever the gripe is, join me on Wednesday and we'll cover it all. On top of that, we'll also take a look at the world's top weird news stories. That sounds alright, doesn't it? Like it could be a bit of a laugh. Yeah, it will be. It flipping will be. So join me every Wednesday. It's available everywhere that you'd normally pick up a podcast. Apple, Spotify, the works. Go give it a rate, a subscribe, and uh, well, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. If we're here, guys, welcome to the first ever episode of Disproportionate. This is the show where every week we are going to be taking about half an hour of your time to look at the things that have been annoying you guys disproportionately and myself disproportionately over the last seven days. That's a week, in, ca- in case you haven't figured that out. Yeah, it's a week. It's a week. Uh, we'll also be trawling the internet, trawling the globe for the weirdest world news stories. So, yeah, stay with us for the next half an hour, where the topics we will be taking a look at range from Pluto, high-calorie salad dressing, to scents, and buying gifts you would never wish to receive, to the all-important reduce section etiquette. How should one behave when you're marauding in the reduce section? What's your time scale? What's your window? We'll take a look at all of that stuff over the next half an hour, along with your weird news. Should we get started? I think we probably should. Let's go. My first gripe for the week, the first thing that's been annoying me disproportionately, is it a small thing? I think it's a small thing. It doesn't impact on my daily life. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you, it's Pluto and it's recategorization. Now I know this is a late review, we're a few years beyond the date of its reclassification, but let me tell you this, I had a look up, I thought, what is it that made Pluto suddenly demoted from a, a planet to a dwarf planet and well, really barely considered a planet anymore? Let me look into it, what is the reason? Let me tell you what I discovered. A lot of you guys might know this already, I didn't. I learnt it, I was devastated on Pluto's behalf. So let me tell you, there's three things that a planet must do to be considered a planet. One, it must orbit a star in our cosmic neighbourhood, in brackets, the sun. Good on that front, he orbits the sun. What better star is there to orbit, especially in our solar system? I mean, you couldn't pick a better one. Number two, it must be big enough to have enough gravity to force it into a spherical shape. He's good there as well. He's good there. Sorry, am I, uh, am I misgendering Pluto here? I'm assuming it's a he. Is it a he? I think it's a he. Either way, he's good on that one. Point one, yeah, he orbits a sun, he orbits a star. Point two of three, yeah, he must have enough gravity to force himself into a spherical shape. And point three, and this is the one he lost out on, guys, must 
be big enough that its gravity cleared away any other object of similar size near its orbit around the Sun. And in brackets, and in every other definition I've read, it says that the real point is that it must clear its area of any other stars or comets or debris. And this is what I thought. To put it in real terms, to put it in layman's terms, you tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Pluto's being declassified for not being a big enough Doyle. Basically, all planets are generally bullies in their neighbourhood who make people want to move out from the street, move out from the area because, you know, pushing people around, making a bit too much noise, a bit too much chaos. Because Pluto's a chill guy, he's a good guy, he doesn't make a nuisance, his neighbours don't move out from around him because he's alright to be around, he's been declassified, he's lost his status as a planet. And by the way, dwarf planet? Are we using the D word nowadays? Should we not be calling him a, a little planet in 2021? Dear me. I mean, these people who are reclassifying planets, they're not woke, are they? Listen, that terminology, dwarf planet, shocking. Absolutely shocking. That was the first thing that annoyed me this week, guys. I just thought, listen, this is bang out of order. Pluto, he's being declassified. I need to find out why and once I had. Good grief, my mind was blown. What else has been vexing me this week? Let's have a look at it, shall we? The second thing annoying me disproportionately this week, it enraging me in fact, I'd go that far enraging me, is the topic, a controversial topic, I dare say, of high calorie salad dressing. Guys, I can't be the only person who's been getting really miffed by this. What is the point of high calorie salad dressing? Let's be honest, anyone that's engaging in the eating of salad on a day-to-day -day basis as a matter of course is not doing it for pleasure. Some people are going to pretend they are. They're going to think, oh yeah, it's just my new healthy lifestyle. Just like kind of new me, just kind of not, not a fad, but like an ongoing lifestyle choice and a lifestyle change. Now, if you're one of those people, listen, I applaud you, that's great. But most people who are eating salad are doing it day to day. When they're doing it day to day, it's in an effort to try and lose weight, to try and alter their body weight, alter the shape of their body, alter how good they feel. Uh, and let me tell you, there isn't much more disheartening. <laughs> the reason this is annoying me is because last week, I ate salad, what, four, four five days maybe, uh, with a little bit of lean meat. You don't need to know that much about my diet, do you? But I need to let you know where the gripe came from. Basically, you know, balls piled high with green leaves, with spinach, with lettuce, with tomato, cucumber. Oh yeah, I was bugging that red onion in there, why not? Uh, and a little bit of feta cheese. Uh, and I thought I'd been doing really well, five days out of seven. Turns out, guys, on the Friday, I went to add the salad dressing to my salads. And something, just out the corner of my eye, I caught... Well, this is how many you don't want to be catching. You don't want to be catching more than three numbers in a row when, it, when we're talking calories for a, for a salad. Salad dressing should never be more than 100 calories per tablespoonful. Guess how many calories Mike spotted on the, the salad dressing he'd been using literally all week long in an attempt to lose weight. That's right, Mike had been putting together salads that all together and on purpose 
weighed no more than say three four hundred calories thinking he was nailing it living his in brackets best life um only to discover that the <laughs> only to discover that the solid dressing he'd been using was in fact 512 calories per tablespoon let me tell you guys i was not just applying one tablespoon i thought if i'm gonna make this stuff edible I'm going to have to not drown it, but certainly... Oh, some of you are going to love the word coming up here. I'm going to have to add some moisture to the uh, to the salad. I did. It was delicious, but it turns out the reason it was delicious is because it was flipping almost a 1,000 calories, probably, added to my healthy and nutritious salad every time I just dolloped that stuff all over it. I've been out to the shop, guys. This is the good news. I've been out to the, the shop. I've picked up a low-calorie salad dressing. I didn't know I should be looking for one because high calorie salad dressings shouldn't exist. That annoys me massively. That was a wasted week last week. I thought I was nailing it. I thought I was really up there. I was one of these dudes on Instagram that's flipping running 5Ks and eating the really, really healthy food. I've mastered the running, not the healthy food. I thought I was on it. In reality, I may as well have had a kebab every day drenched in garlic and chilli sauce. It's the same amount of calories, and I'm being deadly serious. Has this annoyed you guys? Good grief, it annoys me. In fact, guys, I want it banned. It needs to be banned. Who's with me? Shall we start a movement right now towards the prohibition, the banning, the making illegal of high-calorie salad dressings? Are you on board with me? I, d- I might, I might get on the phone to the press right now. I might. Get, that's how strongly about it I feel. It's terrible. Right. For now, let's move on. Let me tell you guys. We've done about ten minutes already. I can't believe it. In the following twenty minutes, you will hear. Uh, well, the rest of the points that have been annoying me disproportionately this week. You'll hear some of the things that have been annoying you guys that have got in touch over the last seven days have been finding disproportionately annoying. We will also have a voice message at some point from a from a mystery caller to let me know what they've been finding uh, disproportionately annoying. And we'll take a look at your weird news stories. All that to come in the next 20 minutes on Disproportionate. Right, it's time to take a look at what's been annoying the outside world disproportionately over the last seven days. I put out the question to uh, people that know me fairly personally, I guess, on social media, uh, what's been annoying them disproportionately over the last week, and let's find out what their answers are. So, Jay says people chewing slash audible food noises. You know I'm on board with that. Um, Rob says, uh, Rob looks like works in a call center and it says people waiting ages to get through complaining about it and then not not having any of their information ready (laughs) i understand why that would be particularly irritating if you work in that job it's like listen if you're going to get on my back about having to wait 20 minutes to speak to me at least be ready to speak to me mother crusher right uh jeff just goes with people that's a fairly broad one but i'm also fairly on board with that uptight people in the cinema (laughs) Uh, uptight people in the cinema and popcorn dot 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 you know in the cinema those are both digs specifically at me guys if you want to go on google and look up Mike Shot and popcorn ban you will see what that's all about I once ran a campaign 
to have the eating of food and more specifically popcorn banned in UK cinemas. Not not seriously, but more of a joke than anything else. And it kind of went viral worldwide. Uh, so viral, in fact, that it ended up on like Australian TV shows for breakfast TV and stuff like that. Hilarious. Uh, right, aside from that, what else have we got? Receptionists thinking they are bloody doctors, says Abigail. Now, I understand that. I think they've been put in that position, to be honest. During COVID, I think there's been that many more calls coming through that they're having to do a bit of triage. They wouldn't necessarily pick to do. But I understand it, let's be honest. Receptionists probably haven't had to take the Hippocratic Oath, have they? That first do no harm. There's nothing to stop them telling the next person through the door about the catastrophic hemorrhoid problem you've just been talking to them about. So I'm on board with that one. Absolutely, what else we got? Okay, the last two. Sheila says, it always manages to rain on my day off. Not all week, you understand. Only my day off. It's weird the way that works, in it? That comes under the head in Sod's Law. I feel your pain. I've worked in those jobs before when it's been in Britain. This seems fairly rare and fairly uh, unlikely, but it's been fine weather for six days out of seven. You're buzzing for your day off. You get out there, you make plans. Maybe you've planned to go at the beach and have a barbecue. Oh, no, 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 no. That will not be happening. It will be lashing it down until you reach, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night, without a doubt. Uh, Mark's contribution, and the final one for the moment, is what is with... <laughs> this is funny. What is with all these hairdressers and taxi drivers and their incessant talking? If you wanted a job that involved lots of talking, call centres exist. <laughs> now, I'm kind of on board with this one. I, I like to think I'm a fairly friendly guy. Now, maybe the title of the podcast and the contents of it would suggest not but uh, if people want to chat to me I think I'm fairly open to that and I like talking but it's not always the right time maybe taxi drivers themselves are just trying to kind of stay interested not switch off stay awake themselves but I used to do a job as a DJ and I'd be getting back at 2.33 in the morning I'd barely be awake enough to get in the taxi and get home that is not the time I want to be talked to about congestion charges (laughs) <laughs> or about the uh, the increase in the price of the toll tunnel at the time. Time for the call to arms, guys and girls. Disproportionate needs you. Imagine a finger pointing at you at this point to uh, subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast, whether that be on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere else, if you could go hit that subscribe button, uh, give it a like, and if you're feeling up to it, maybe give it a rating as well. I'd suggest five stars, but who am I to say? You guys can decide that, can't you? But yeah, we are trying to grow, uh, grow the podcast, so if you could give us a like, a subscribe, that would be absolutely amazing. Uh, and in the meantime, if there's any stories you want to drop on us about how you've been disproportionately aggravated by small things over the last seven days or indeed over the last few weeks drop us a line you can do that there'll be a a gateway to do that wherever you're listening to the podcast aside from that you can interact with us disproportionate pod that's on twitter and also on instagram the third thing that's been disproportionately bothering more than annoying me guys over the last seven days and in fact months is the uh, rather shadowy 
and weird world of scents and essential oils. Should we get into it? I think we should. I think I am going to go there, you know. I am. I am. Has there been a bigger case of fraud, a bigger case of false advertising than essential oils? They genuinely couldn't be less essential. Good grief. I know there's lots of people out there peddling them at the moment, trying to make a bit of a markup. <laughs> Maybe they've been sold on that, those pyramid schemes. But uh, when in your daily life, bear in mind we're using the word essential, which is normally used for things like oxygen, water, food, maybe shelter after a few days. But uh, when would you consider rosehip oil essential? Grapefruit essential? When in your life have you ever thought, ah, you know what, I've got oxygen, I've got air, now I've got the option between either food or cedarwood. Which one do you reckon you'd pick out of those two? I'd suggest it's probably the food. Essential oils aren't essential, never have been. Massive case of false advertising. Are you with me on this, guys? You know you see the people on social media that are trying to knock that stuff out as if it's like a remedy for any health problem you might have? You know that rheumatoid arthritis that you really should be seeing the doctor about? I don't worry about that, just get a couple of drops of basil oil rubbed on there, I imagine that'll sort it right out. No need for any medication, no need for chats with the doctor. serious anyone who believes that stuff and is knocking it out should have to like sign up to listen if you really believe that stuff <laughs> covers and takes care of serious physical ailments then just sign off on your nhs stuff you don't need that anymore listen if spearmint orange oil cedarwood sandalwood if that kind of stuff sorts out all your physical ailments just don't go to a hospital anymore don't go to the doctors it's all good While I was on there thinking about essential oils and how they always have like very varied but quite pungent odours generally, they're quite strong smelling things. Uh, and that got me on to thinking about things like washing detergent, things like shampoo, conditioner. And they always have bizarre ingredients in them, like really tropical, beautiful sounding things. You can imagine in your mind's eye what ylang ylang looks like, but you'd have to imagine it in your mind's eye because I bet you couldn't point it out in the wild. You will never have walked past Ylang Ylang, I will guarantee. If you have, you wouldn't be able to pick it out visually. And on top of that, I bet you don't know what it smells like. And that got me thinking about what a crazy corn and Ponzi scheme it is. These companies come at you with stuff like Hohoba and flipping Ylang Ylang. Knowing full well that most of us here in the West will never come across that plant or that flower in our, our entire lives. So they're recreating faithfully in their words the smell of a plant they know we will never smell. Isn't that insane? That's actually insane. Cra 
While we're on the subject of uh, smells, scents, essential oils, I think we need to talk about a, a very serious topic. At some point, there will be a Netflix series dedicated to the disappearance of poor Puri from the living rooms of people as we hit about the year 2000. I remember through the 80s and 90s, you could not walk into the home of anyone that was 30 plus without finding at least two bowls of poor Puri in there. Just stinky wood shavings, you know, fake flowers that had a very, very pungent aroma. But I just don't know where this stuff went. I felt like it was everywhere. And then overnight, universally, everybody in the world decided, ah, we don't care about this stuff anymore. And it just vanished. Nowhere to be found. And I don't think I've heard anyone talk about it since. Was Paul Puri a figment of my imagination? Like, have I made that up? I don't believe I have. Where were the missing posters for Paul Puri? Where were the pictures of Paul Puri on the side of milk cartons? I don't understand it. And now for a section we like to call the Indignation Station. What has been disproportionately annoying Maria this week? Let's find out. So the thing that is annoying me disproportionately this week, let's say, um, I don't know why, Things like, you know, a tin of roses, or a tin, I'm saying tin to tell my age, but a tin of roses or a tin of quality street, and they'll have like the most minging flavours in there that nobody likes, nobody ever eats them, but they keep making them. My favourite one, for example, is the chocolate and the hazelnut, just simple, and everybody likes it, and I know everyone likes it because I have to fight to eat them all every Christmas, but anyway, nobody likes the coffee cream. So why, why, why are you wasting? You could be putting more hazelnut chocolate in there and things like that. Why, why the strawberry creams? Like, to be fair, I'm a chocoholic and I'll sit there and I'll cry because they'll be the last things in the tin and I'll sit there eating them and crying, feeling disgusting, but I'll do it, but I'm not liking it. Stop making them, just give us what the people want. Oh, a great shout by Maria there. And by the way, if you are working for Roses at Quality Street and you're sat there thinking, well, the reason we do that is because the, the creams are the less, least expensive to make, least expensive ingredients, uh, so it's cheaper in the long run. Listen, your sales will be positively booming. They'll go through the roof if you cut the dead wood and only put in the good stuff. I guarantee it. Uh, moving on, by the way, we're moving on to my fourth thing that's been annoying me disproportionately this week, and it's kind of linked to what Maria said. So that's a nice little, uh, a nice little forwards pass there, and that is, listen, stop giving things as gifts that you would not like to receive yourself. And my key example here is dark chocolate. Nobody likes it. No, there's a reason when you go to someone's house on like the 5th of January, 10th of January, maybe even the 25th of January, you go to someone's home, the Christmas tree is down, all the decorations are long gone, every other bit of chocolate in the house is also long gone, but you know what's still sat there? Black magic. There's a reason for that, and it's because nobody likes dark chocolate. Stop buying it, stop giving it as gifts. Do you want it? Have you ever thought, oh, you know what I really fancy? Really fancy a box of Black Magic dark chocolates? 
No, nobody has. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to eat it. Stop giving it as gifts. It's as useful as one of those key rings from Magaluf. Nobody wants to wear it. Nobody wants to use it. You're buying that for yourself. You're buying that so you can feel good about yourself. But nobody wants the dark chocolate. Believe me, nobody wants it. Also, while we're on the subject, stop buying pairs of socks with days on the week on them. Nobody wears them on the right day. It leaves me with a real conundrum. I've had them bought for me a couple of times, and although I'm appreciative, a pair of socks is always good. It leaves me with a quandary. I'm a bit OCD, so I feel like I have to wear them on that right day, but I also have the quandary that I regularly lose one sock from a pair of socks. So then I have to abandon the entire set of seven because I can't wear them on the wrong day, but my OCD means I'd only be allowed to wear them on the right day. Oh, it's a nightmare. Please don't buy weed presents. Well, guys, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the first ever episode of Disproportionate. We hope you've enjoyed it. I say we, it's just me. If you have, give it a like, give it a subscribe, uh, rate it, you know, tell your friends about it. Why not? We want to, we want to, we want to grow this bad boy, like I said earlier. Just two more things to cover, and that's a couple of very brief, weird news stories from across the globe. And this. Listen, guys, it needs talking about. What is, in your opinion, reduced section etiquette? Let me tell you what it is and what it isn't. Reduced section etiquette, as far as I'm aware, this should universally be the case. You have a 30 second to one minute window solo, especially in these times of COVID, to peruse the goods with your eyes, not your hands, with your eyes, to see if anything in there interests you. In my view, you should be getting 30 seconds to one minute, solo, stood there, no one interrupting, no intruding zombie arms coming round to pick things off the shelf while you're still looking. Let's be polite, guys, but let's be reasonable. You don't need to touch anything. You don't need to pick it up. All the prices are displayed ever so clearly for you to see. You get 30 seconds to one minute, then you get out of there. Do not clear out the entire section in the worry that someone else might pick up something that you will later regret not getting and then dump it throughout the supermarket. Don't do it, don't do it. If it was up to me, those people would be eliminated. Reduce section dumpers. Do not be putting the sausage rolls in the flipping makeup section on your way around. Do not be dumping that beautiful, beautiful half roast rotisserie chicken in the toilet roll aisle. I don't wanna see it. You've got a brief time by yourself. I'll leave you alone. Pick out the goods that you require with your eyes and then pick them up with your hands when you've decided. Put them in your trolley and make your way to the checkout. All right? Does that sound reasonable? That more or less. And now, guys, it's the final part of the show. It's your warm down after a heavy session of boxer size or Taibo, whatever your uh, late 90s, early 2000s workout regime was. Consider this your nice, relaxing, breathe in, breathe out. Get ready for the rest of your day, having exuded all of your stress 
uh, while, while you know thinking and carefully considering those things in life that need to change those things that have been bothering you disproportionately now let's just breathe all of that energy out let's enjoy some weird news stories together the headlines thereof teenager accidentally moves into retirement village after skipping flat review man returns to his six million dollar home to find someone had borrowed it to get married in Man tries to mail himself to Wales from Australia after getting homesick during Covid. Goats take over Welsh town and invade Primark. And the one I've decided to cover in a bit more depth this week, we'll do this every week, we'll go through the headlines, cover one in depth, is hundreds of Joshes fight in field to crown one true Josh. Is your name Josh? If so, we're afraid to tell you that you've missed out on the chance to become the one true Josh. The archetype of Josh, the perfect platonic form of Josh. The accolade has already gone to someone else, who was named as the champion of all Joshes after fighting for the title. And this all went down, guys, uh, in Arkansas. Basically, hundreds of people called Josh gathered together from all over the United States to take part in the duel. And I can tell you that the champion is a four-year-old called Josh from Wisconsin. How does that sound? That rounds up our podcast for this week, guys. We hope to see you back here next Wednesday again. When I say we, I mean me. Be thinking in the meantime over the next seven days. Be noticing those things that are annoying you disproportionately and get in contact. Like I say, you can do that via Twitter or Instagram. Uh, the well, well, where you'll find us is Disproportionate Pod. Send us a message on either of those platforms or wherever you're listening, there should be the ability to send us a voicemail if you want to tell us a brief story or like Maria did this week, tell us via voicemail what's been annoying you disproportionately this week. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Give us a follow, give us a review, give us a tick and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Ta-ta!